Hello everyone and welcome to this episode, the Workwear One, of the Women Talking About Learning podcast. I'm really happy to say we're back, properly back, from an extended break. I'm delighted to report we've already got a series of episodes recorded, planned and scheduled and will be coming to you every two weeks from now on. We're back with a great topic and because we're all about trying new things, three fabulous guests. Our first guest is Leo Lotcher. Lior has been on the podcast before and we're delighted to have them back. Lior is a learning consultant with NIIT who also runs their own coaching business where they work with change makers and startups. Lior is a fellow of the RSA and a multilingual global citizen based in the UK. They've authored two books, The DIY Phoenix and Values Based, and is also a TED speaker. Our second guest is Katrina Collier. Katrina is on a mission to end the collaboration chaos that ruins recruitment and candidate experience, particularly exacerbated by hybrid working. She facilitates workshops to help companies fix the real issues preventing successful talent acquisition. She's also a mentor, author of The Robot Proof Recruiter, she's a global keynote speaker, and host of her own podcast, The Hiring Partner Perspective, unedited. Katrina is also an ambassador for the Hope for Justice charity. Our third guest is Abby Reynolds. Abby is the Head of Operations and Customer Experience at 5app. Abby has a career of over 20 years in a variety of industries including retail, food, banking, finance, digital learning and technology. And Abby's also worked in a range of roles, sales, business management, customer service and consultancy. The episodes are, as we've said before, chosen by the audience and this topic has come up a few times in emails and direct messages. In addition, when we announced we were recording this, we got a couple of questions that were fed into the guests via the chat. This is a brilliant conversation. This is Women Talking About Learning. This is Lior, Katrina and Abby talking about workwear. Well, I'm delighted to um, to be to, to join Lior and Katrina today to discuss the workwear uh, topics that women in. Well, I guess it's going to be men and women, and um, not just men and women, but all sorts of you know different things around uh, workwear. So I'm really excited and passionate to uh, talk to you guys about this today. Oh, that's brilliant, Abby. So I'm Katrina. Uh, I can't wait to get into this topic, particularly as Leo, I can't wait for you to define workwear versus work attire, which we just discussed before we came on. I didn't know there was a difference. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> hey, Leo. <laughs> Hi. I'm not sure. I mean, that might be my projection, but for, for me, I guess attire sounds a whole lot more formal than wear. So workwear for me could be, you know, like a barista apron versus work attire for me would really mean a business suit. Oh, I see. I just thought it was whatever you wore to work. <laughs> How funny. I guess it's a big question as well, isn't it? It's whether you go casual, or whether you go business attire, because I mean, I guess... I mean, I'm a little bit of a gender neutral work. <laughs> I mean, Leo, I've met Leo's a few times in person. So you've probably witnessed my, uh, you know, my different blazers that and different things that I, you know, I'm drawn to and like I like to bring about in the workplace, which I think are suitable for the workplace. But then, you know, and I suppose it's also um, feeling that, you uh, you know, is it suitable for the workplace and does this uh, pass as as workwear? I think I've always, 
you know, debated that to myself yeah. in my own head. I, I love the word suitable, yeah. by the way. Yeah. It was yeah, funny yeah. when um I was thinking about this and I, I put a post on LinkedIn um about it because I was thinking of like different examples. But going back to early on in my recruitment career, if I sent somebody over for an interview to this particular company wearing a suit, they wouldn't get a job. And this is going back when everyone wore suits for interview and they were dressed out. Now it's so dressed down most companies not all like what do you wear and it's like it's become really messy and then you add it in the global pandemic where we're all you know i've been delivering work with my feet up on the table and bare feet and jeans and <laughs> no one's known because they can only see me from the waist up <laughs> the world's got confusing as well it, it has got confusing i think it's interesting as well to debate whether you know it's sometimes i think that in the workplace i think and maybe this is just my opinion, but I do think that sometimes uh, women kind of address differently. So or, you know, they're under more, um, I guess, uh, judgment where, you know, by others in the workplace where they shouldn't be, by the way, obviously. Yeah. But I think sometimes that has been the case where I've witnessed it, where it's quite easy for people to judge what and I don't mean just men. I mean, women We're as well. Men. I mean. You know, and uh, whereas a man, you know, in the workplace could walk in wearing joggers, a t-shirt and a hoodie, which is fine. <laughs> That's and not be like judged. But if a woman wore it, they might be judged well, a little bit differently. I'll give you an example. The first time it like smacked me in the face about how unfair this is. And I mean women doing this to women. I came off the stage. I was invited to go all the way to Minneapolis to do the opening keynote for this recruitment conference. And I was so awed to have this opportunity. And I gave it my all and it was as usual, full of tips, takeaways, you know, immediate stuff that can go and make recruitment better. And I come off stage and sadly it was a shared bathroom. So I go into the bathroom and this woman comes up and goes, great talk. You've given me the confidence to wear tight dresses. And I was like, wow. And then it was reinforced after I'd spoken at another event and I was talking about a piece of work and the head of talent acquisition asked her team what I was like. And the feedback was, sure, a great dress. And I knew I wasn't going to get that work. And it was like, whoa, we're doing this to each other. This is wrong. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's so wrong. Yeah. But is that because it's come from society or, Leo, what do you think? Where's it come from, this appearance? means whether we're capable of delivering work or not does that make sense it's actually a function of of the class system if you ask me because Ooh. it used to signify you know professional status and so on would obviously in former times have correlated with you know what your family was doing and where you kind of place in the social pecking order and I mean, if you go back further in the Middle Ages, there was sumptuary law. So unless you were of a certain class, you were actually not allowed to wear certain things, even if you could afford them. And, and I think they'll have a similar function. So, I mean, I had, and in a way it can also, I know we're kind of dissing suits, but it can also be a way to kind of gain entry into something. So I had a, a few years back, I started a job at a, a big name consulting company and I was actually um, homeless before they hired me, which they never knew about. So for me, suits were a way of signaling I belong 
when nothing else in my life signaled that I would belong. So I was essentially, I mean, pretty much faking it because the rest of my life was still in complete shambles. But I knew so it's if I managed... a suit of armor, wasn't it? You were putting on a persona. Yeah, and, I, and I knew if I managed to look the part, it didn't matter as much what the rest of my life looked like while I was in the office with that suit. I was kind of a part of everyone else. And I could then use that as a springboard to, to rebuild the rest of my life, which, uh, which I ended up doing. Um, at the same time, it's, it's also really difficult. I mean, in the same company, I, I moved to a different country and the HR saw me come back from lunch break with an H&M bag. And I think I had bought, it wasn't even something I was planning to wear in the office, but you know, I think it was like sports socks or something like, you know, like literally none of their business. And the, the HR manager pulled me aside in, into her office and gave me a list of American designers I was expected to wear, which um, I think I might have been actually speechless. I was like, what? <laughs> what? What the? Wow. Yeah. Hey, was that as a female HR manager as well? Yes, uh, yes, yes. Because yes. the one time I've had my attire criticized for not being professional enough was a female director as well. But wow. But you're right, it could have just been something for the gym. You know, it could have been. Mm. Once, well, once the, there was also, that was in a much earlier job and he was literally like fingering the fabric of my suit jacket and he was like, there's a lot of polyester in there, don't do that. I mean, that's, that's terrible. I mean, at that time I was literally making, I think three pounds 25 an hour. So yes, there was polyester in my suit. I did not wear escada, sorry. I don't even own a suit, so, but if I did, there'd probably still be polyester in it. <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't imagine. I, I don't even know how you would handle someone doing that, like feeling your clothing. It's just so out of order. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's certainly I mean, that was the 90s, but still. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly not something you would do, would it? It's just really odd behaviour. I think as we're talking about experiences, actually, I've got I've got an experience that I went through um, and uh, it was when I was currently looking for work. And it, this is about 15 years ago. Um, so, I mean, without obviously naming and shaming uh, companies and, you know, um, and I went for this uh, job interview and um, it, it, the, the interview was with men. They were hiring for the role, um, but they also employed uh, females as well uh, which is good um, which is a good start um, and um, they when we went to the interview it was all very you know normal the interview and asking normal things and then right at the end they said oh by the way how do you feel about wearing skirts and uh, because I've always been a bit more of a trouser person um, and you know that's what I felt com feel comfortable wearing is blazers and trousers and I've always been into practical comfortable clothes and yeah, you know and not? that's what I like that's who I am and that's how I like to dress um, and uh, at the end of the interview they said yeah I, I, and I was so taken aback by it I didn't really know what to say so I just you know I went with it and said um yeah you know I'm perfectly happy to wear skirts and um why and they said oh because we have a dress policy here where all the women wear uh, skirts and they have to be just um below the knee and we tend to prefer uh Marks and, Sp Marks and Spencers 
<laughs> which is great because I'm a fan of Marks and Spencers. So that was one thing going. I can't stand their clothes. And then they said we give all the women vouchers in the organisation so that they can, you know, so we 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 do that. So I mean, this I was, so it was the most bizarre, you know. And this was this was a fairly corporate organisation, you know. They they they. I just couldn't believe it. And then. You know, at the end, they said, so, you know, they kind of said, you know, well, are you interested in how do you, you think these has gone? And I sort of said, I was very polite. I sort of said, you know, oh, yeah, I think it's gone well. Uh, be in touch, you know. That was this in the 90s as um, well? When was well, it was 15 years oh, ago. Okay, right. So, yeah, I mean, it, <gasps> yeah. So, but you, you know, know what? It, it's all the stuff I talk about in my book. It's pre-internet. It's pre because the internet exploded just after that in the 2008-9 crash, as in all the people came onto LinkedIn and Facebook and et cetera. And that's when some of this started breaking down because it became much more like, well, we've got the power because we can see what other jobs are. You know, to say no to yeah. a job in 2006 was still a big deal. Yes. Whereas now yeah, it's like, well, that. hello, let me look at all the other jobs. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean it was so cringy, and what what was quite interesting was the recruiter called me afterwards, and you know said, "Oh, how did it go?" And I just, you know, obviously let rip. Yeah. I was like, "Well, <laughs> where do we start?" You know, and uh, I and oh. the recruiter actually said, "Oh, we've been. This could be why we've been struggling to find the right candidate for this yeah. role." <laughs> it's really it interesting though you think that here we are in 2021 aren't we what year are we in? i don't know it's been very quick here <laughs> last year went on forever this year's been quick but um yeah. you know i'm gathering examples and, and, and i'm forever hearing horror stories and then i have heard of male interviewers asking female applicants to stand up and turn around on a video interview and you think come on like really and it's still I mean, at that point, you would be tempted to give the finger. Sorry. Yeah, no, totally. that wasn't swearing. That was okay. Yeah. We're allowed that one. <laughs> I feel like I have a gag order. It's so funny that you talk about the, the, the below the knee, and it reminds me, you know, and, and Lior was talking about uh, class. I went to an incredibly good all-girls private school in Australia, and, and we would have to have that knee length. When we were kneeling, the but it's like that was in the 80s you know we're this is 2020 it's or 21 whatever you were in it's oh it's terrifying to hear that yeah, but it's it. funny um so and i love leo's thoughts on this because that trouser thing i mean i wear jeans i have been wearing jeans for 12 years i have been working from home for myself but and i turn up to clients in jeans like it, it is it still an issue like is it still this thing yes. you have to so is this big corporates as opposed to the startup SME space? Like, who's doing the... I think it's actually more, at least from my experience, it was more of a gender thing than really a uniform thing, if that makes sense. Okay. So I was, so I wear suits at work when I'm in an office pretty much. And, you know, not like necessarily double cuffs and like the full, you know, like I've don't tend to work at like a silver circle law firm or anything <laughs> but pretty much always with trousers mm -hmm. and I got the feedback that given that a lot of my work is in learning and development 
that it would be easier for me to fit into the team and into the culture if I make an effort and wear a skirt or wear a work dress at least once a week and kind of rotate the day so that everybody has a chance to see me in a dress occasionally, because that would make it easier to relate to female team members. And I do have to say, I really hate to admit it, it actually works, like it actually really works. And it breaks my heart. And I, I used to do that literally yeah. on the last day I did it was March 12th, 2020. I have since um, donated all my work skirts and work dresses to the charity shop. So they're gone <laughs> and I'm planning to bring them back. Good for you. <laughs> it's really, it's been a cultural thing. It's been a sort of gender dynamic, how women yeah. other at work, which is it's all women. about talking like saying nice things about accessories and stuff mm. but it's the women you can say nice things it. about trousers so if I, but if i think about it it kind of goes back to that thing at school where we would have the the female magazines and we all sit there and pick way before you know the photo what do they do the photo thing i photo what is that thing they do to photos to make them unrealistic now photoshop that one thank you yeah back then i mean they had to actually wear makeup and stuff like ridiculously thick makeup to, to hide flaws but it was you know we i think it started them and i don't think that side of things like instagram has made it better and all of the trashy magazines that are women picking apart women and i think then it goes into the workplace and instead of going well leor delivers this incredible learning oh, it's but Leor isn't in a dress one day a week. So therefore women aren't going to take a serious, what? Like my brain can't even go there. <laughs> yeah. I think that's an interesting point actually, Katrine, because I, I remember wearing a uniform at school um, and having to wear a skirt. And I've always felt uncomfortable wearing skirts. Um, and it's always been a bit of a joke with my family. Oh, you know, when are we going to see your legs? You know, that sort of thing. Even my grandma would say it, you know, um, encouraging me to want to get my legs out. And it wasn't because I didn't like my legs. It was because I just didn't want to wear a skirt or a dress. It's you know? quite chilly 98% um, of the time in the UK. Exactly, <laughs> totally, it is. Um, but I think, I mean, it does make me question, you know, workplace uniforms and how mm. that's probably, you know, transpired from, you know, in the in from the school grounds. But also, you know, if you have two different types of workplace uniforms, so you know, you have a trouser option or you have a skirt option. You know, how inclusive are workplace mm. uniforms? Could a man wear a skirt if he wanted to? Could a, no. You know, could women, should women be allowed to wear trousers? Are people allowed to swap around that whole, you know, uniform because that's what they feel, oh, you know, that's authentic to them. That's what they feel comfortable in. Because that's where I feel like we should be going yeah. in society, you know. And, but yet it's still not, we're still not going that way. Was, we're still not quite there yet, no. are we? So was it's, it the you know, school here? Women be, if that was the case, you know, would women be expected to shave their legs, you know, if they wore a skirt and it's okay for a man to, it's all very, it's all very mixed emotions. And I think what society, how society perceives things yeah. puts pressure on people. So wrong. You know. Also for men, by the way. So I've had a, a colleague, a non-binary colleague in a, in a different organization and he was wearing nail polish and it was, uh, he had a client facing role. And he had rules about what he was only allowed to clear nail polish when he, or like French manicure, when he was with the client, he wasn't allowed to wear color. Wow. Does it, wasn't there a, 
I don't know if it was here in Australia now, so I can't remember, but wasn't there a big backlash in a school because the girls weren't allowed to wear trousers, so the boys went to school in skirts and they got expelled or some such. Was that here? Leo, you're nodding. Where was it? You can't remember either. I'm going to dig that I up. I remember having heard it. I don't remember what... See, like, this school uniform thing is so weird because I didn't grow up with that at all. So in Germany, people don't have school uniforms. You're far more sensible lot, though, the time that hits is the first time that hits is when uh, when people start their corporate jobs, if they have a corporate job. So for most people, that whole conversation comes up super late in life, and then people are a bit unprepared, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? Because they culturally had different. I find that superb. <laughs> I mean, I used to, the thing that I used to really love about wearing my school uniform was I got to wear a tie. And I absolutely love wearing a tie. I got to wear a tie. <laughs> Any opportunity where I could put a tie on yeah. and wear a tie and it be, you know, normalised yeah. for women to wear ties, which I think it is more so now than it perhaps was, you know, back yeah. back then. But, you know, it was OK. <laughs> um, Andrew, who's not really here, has shared with us the Guardian article. So, yeah, it was 2017. Teenage boys wear skirts to school to protest no shorts uniform policy. Love it. Yeah. yeah, that is great. I really do. I, I, it was hilarious you said about the whole leg shaving thing. Why do you think I wear jeans all the time? I can't be bothered. It's too much hard work. <laughs> when summer actually arrives in the UK, maybe I'll bother. <laughs> well, I think that's a good point, though, isn't it? Because, you know, um, a lot of the time when I go shopping for clothes, mm. you know, quite often I do find myself picking up clothes in you know the men's section should there be a men's and women's section yeah. and that's a whole debate that I'd love to have yeah. at some point with people you know why haven't we got gender neutral clothing mm. you know stores where you could just walk in and it is what it is yeah. but you know you would I would always be searching harder for my clothes I felt because you know I'm looking for are the pockets deep enough are they practical enough is it warm you know I'll pick up a shirt and it would be designed for a woman and it'd be cut differently and it'd be more revealing and showing and I'm thinking it's freezing outside I'm not gonna wear this you know like why cut where's the long sleeve shirt that you know you've got it in the men's section I want that yeah. version but for me you know sort of thing and Actually, I think you, that's, you remind um, me of all the corporate swag which is always the boys cut t-shirts which I personally can't stand I can't stand anything near my throat and I I, yeah. and I cut them <laughs> so I can have some air <laughs> But I'm forever going, where are the V-neck versions? Like, I'd be happy with a boys' T-shirt and a V-neck, but just that, to me, would be yeah. perfect gender neutral for me. Because I just, I'm choking. <laughs> but I know what you mean. It's like, why are we making it so difficult? But isn't it that it's up to the age of three or four that it ever, like, boys and girls are deemed just children? And then we start splitting at school, isn't it, when it starts becoming, like, girls can't do cricket, boys do cricket and all that kind of isn't that where it starts? And the clothing probably starts it's in as probably, well. Probably, I think, I think so. it's earlier. Yeah. I think it's earlier than that. Yeah. And and I actually found it got worse. So I remember growing up. So I had a younger brother, and we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So you know, he obviously had to wear my hand-me-downs, and I got you know clothes from like cousins and so on. So it was all kind of in the middle, you know, bright colors for kids, but you know, none of the everything's blue for the boy and everything's mm. pink for the girl, like mess. We didn't do any of that. So, you know, we had like bright red, bright green, brown, you know, lots of brown because 70s, 80s, but you know, 
on an orange. <laughs> Always a good look. We had fab but, colors in the 80s. Come on, I'm not going to refer to my 70s attire. <laughs> it was funny writing my post last week. Um, I can't remember what it was about, but I, I referred to my dad talking about hiring female clerks um, back at Chip Top Bakeries in 1965. And then I had to put a little asterisk and then go to the bottom and say, by the way, my father has never said that I wouldn't succeed based on gender. And I guess I felt really awful and really conscious that here we are all this time later and going female clerks just sounds so wrong and cringeworthy. But I think it's a lot of that is a societal, it's still coming down and changing and adapting. And I just wonder when it's going to get to workwear or work attire or whatever we're calling it. Even before kids are born, like, you know, if you have a colleague who's pregnant, everybody asks, so what's it going to be? And the, the best answer I heard was uh, anecdotally on Twitter, someone shared the nurse when they had the ultrasound, the nurse said, you'll know which gender it is once it's old enough to tell you. Oh, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. What presents people ask, you know, you mm. could give some bright sunflower yellow. That'll, that'll you know, like... Why? Why are we doing this? Why? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. That's that. Uh, to, I my partner was in hospital, and um, you know, uh, she was on the hospital bed, and you know the little things where you call for a nurse, mm. and it's like a button, and it had a symbol on it, and I found this so just bizarre when I saw it. It was and it was call for the nurse, but the nurse logo or the nurse you know, uh, picture was uh, a female in a little mm. nurse's outfit, which I just found absolutely, you know, saying that it's, you know, it's a dress or it's a skirt. And it was like this weird, you know, I don't know, it was just, it didn't quite feel right. It was clearly from the 70s, yeah. <laughs> this, this button. It was clearly, you know, it was quite archaic. In terms, it's quite, you know, it hadn't been modernised at all. Yeah. But I did find it, well, partly hilarious, but partly also shocking because I was like, oh, my goodness, look, it's literally it was even like, a, I don't know, like some sort of French maids. Outfit. It was like a really, <laughs> the old it, was, it was know, really, yeah, it was kind of like, this is so wrong. This needs changing. Why haven't oh. we changed? This? I actually, Why, it, it, no it'd be really lovely to have a choice, though, because you are reminding me of after my back surgery when I really needed help and uh, they sent a male nurse. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like I could have been that time really done with a woman, but anyway, sorry. Yeah. But I'm sidetracking. <laughs> um, so yeah, how, do, how do we think that the pandemic has affected workwear? And, and, and in particular for women, if we're gonna go gender, do you think the pandemic's made it different? I mean, I'm I, I the thing I've been giggling about is people wearing sweatpants instead of I always recommend that you wear something that has a belt so you notice when you're getting bigger from being sedentary and <laughs> eating too much well yeah I mean because you know a lot of people yeah, who I mean, had to work from home for a while got quite a shock in the first sort of three or four months <laughs> yeah yeah I can definitely relate to that you know um I mean, before the pandemic, I used to lay my clothes out the night before what I was going to go wear, this, you know, in the morning. Yeah. So it was there because I was commuting to London. So I was up at, you know, six and on a train. 
by uh, seven o'clock. So I had to be organized in the morning yeah. and think, I had to look at the weather. Is it going to rain? What What do I need to dress, wear something warm? You know, whereas, you know, since the pandemic, I, yeah, I wake up in the morning and I open my wardrobe and think, oh, that will do. Oh, well, that <laughs> yesterday, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still lay out the top bit at night. Uh, for the for the next day, I'm no longer doing suit jackets, so I do like fairly neutral cardigans. And thankfully, Zoom and Teams makes everything a lot more neutral looking than it actually is, which is great. Yeah. And the bottom is comfortable and very like fluffy and warm. Yeah. And just hey, <laughs> comfortable. Can we, <laughs> so can we go from that? Because you were saying that, and I was thinking, I've got the Zoom just set just on touch my appearance up right like literally it's just off so I don't look ridiculous like I've got a filter but it's just so I never have to wear any makeup but again yeah coming on to this thinking back through all the experiences I've had um I hardly ever wear makeup I can't be bothered I've got mascara on so exciting um but I went on stage at this event and they had a makeup artist there for all the women and I flatly refused to have a face put on before I went on stage and the makeup artist was absolutely horrified what then, because that's another aspect of this work attire. You talked about the, the nail polish, which I love having my nails done. I just hate having a face on. So it's like, where's the line when we're, what we're telling women to do? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I remember going on the train to commuting to London every day. And one of the things I used to see was women putting on their makeup. Sometimes their hair was still wet and stuff, but men they were just sat there you know not yeah <laughs> yeah and it was kind of I, it was my thought process I was thinking this is so much harder for like women there's women here on the train that are really clearly putting an effort into their appearance before they have to go and present themselves to their colleagues or whoever and they obviously feel the need to have to be able to do that you know I I mean I'm slightly different I was there with you know probably a pasty half down my friends <laughs> just, you know trying to get the through off your chin. yeah brushing <laughs> off the crumbs off my chin but I did see it wasn't you know it was quite a regular thing and quite a, you know there was it was always people women on the train yeah. doing that and I just felt felt that there's that was you know you. A, it's also a time tax so you know like if you mm. think that's 20 minutes in the morning and maybe 15 minutes in the evening you know over the course of a year that's a lot of time and I was so happy when I no longer had to do that and obviously I chopped off all my hair and so on so that's like 20 seconds now yeah and, you know people sometimes ask me like where do you find time to write a book and then I'm like I don't have a tv I don't <laughs> Like I'm not doing all this and people think I'm joking, but it's really, you know, if you add that yeah. up, you can probably over the course of a few years, you can build a whole like thought leader platform or something totally. with those 40 minutes a day. Literally. Yeah. Leo, you have seen I've chopped mine off, right? <laughs> Leo last told me my hair was really, really long. And last year, of course, there's a heat wave and I just got bashed with the perimenopause and my hair was up on the top of my head permanently. And I just thought, I can't be bothered. And then actually also that goes into work attire because if you're in your 40, even 30s, because perimenopause can start so early and you're having to cope with the heat, you don't want to be wearing very corporate attire. It's, yeah. it's so messy. How many men yeah. do you see using an electric shaver on the commute? None. 
None. <laughs> None. Absolutely zero. Yeah, zero mention. I've seen it in the US a few times. Have you? In, in the US, people do, people, uh, I've seen guys shave in their cars. So that, that oh, in their cars. Happen. Yeah. I mean, well, they don't use public transport. So well, they're driving. <laughs> One hand on the steering wheel. <laughs> they're not going to cut themselves with an electric razor, though. <laughs> <laughs> they, they also said, but I also think about um, the apparently you eat an awful lot of lipstick as well. All of that health benefits and not wearing it. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> also not to put too fine a point on it, but a lot of the red is actually made from crushed insects. So mm, like like my nails. <laughs> this is only my nails. <laughs> But wow. where do we draw the line as well? I mean, you're, Leo, you're wearing those amazing, beautiful green bright glasses. I have some, but I don't wear them when I'm on Zoom chats. What about that? Is there a line there as well about, you know, what's gender neutral in eyewear? Are we allowed to be, are they bringing in rules on that? Or is, can we be as expressive as we like on our faces? I've worked in a couple of fairly conservative places. They didn't have rules about sort of loudness of glasses. <laughs> But they did, they did have rules around accessories. So I remember once I interviewed for a law firm and the person said, you have a lot of metal around your face. <laughs> Meaning various, obviously. And I, I had already taken like half of them out and put like little pearls in and stuff. So I thought I was being really good about that. Clearly. <laughs> I've forgotten about the earrings. That's a big thing. Because mm -hmm. I, yeah, I've got a little bit carried away with the old Maria Tasha blade. So, I mean, I must have about five in each year, at least. Yeah. And that's a big thing now, isn't it, as well? But who's who's bringing that in? So, is it men bringing it in or women bringing it in? Who's, who's well, yeah. Who's writing these policies, yeah. these workplace policies? Yeah. By the way, I'm being quite gender specific here. And I appreciate because I, I feel I cannot speak on behalf of non binary, but I don't feel like anyone who feels non-binary would put a policy in place over that but I could be grossly generalizing <laughs> yeah. I suppose as well it's about workplaces you know making sure that they really do adopt an inclusive and diverse yeah. workplace so that they've got you know a broad spectrum of um, perspectives and views mm. from different people who are also you know on the leadership teams where they can actually you know um, make those changes and be role models and mm. you know um help write those policies that modernize the workplace their workplaces and you know um take it into a whole new you mm. know place i think that's you know that's it's that's also a like if, if you're if, if you're in a really global environment some of it is also cultural i'm thinking of you know the maori uh, face tattoo yeah. or yeah. For example, yeah. I have I have a few Indian colleagues who have nose rings and you know that's not because they're punks, that's because it's you know yeah. part of yeah, exactly um, uh, of the culture there. And there's there's probably other things I'm not currently thinking of, but yeah. it's also you know, like you have to have some way of express, you know, keeping mm. expressing, you know, the, the different meanings that that certain things might exactly. I'm thinking yeah. of my friend Matt Doran who I've plaited his beard it's that long like do you I must ask him actually does he get discriminated against for really long beards like yes as well Leo's nodding uh, no, with a, with a lot of with a lot of policies in the more conservative places they do have beard policies as well so okay. that, 
like the CC top version would it, probably get similar conversations. It's really nice to plat though, to be fair. <laughs> I think it's cool, you know, I, I think you should, you should, you know, if you have what, whatever, whatever nature gave you, yeah. like this, you can grow an awesome beard. Oh, yeah. You might get go for it. People like, have well, speed yeah. in me. <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you want, uh, you've got to let people, I think people have got to be authentic, haven't yeah. they, and comfortable. And that's what creates a happy yeah. workplace, isn't it? Letting people be able to express themselves without feeling that they're causing some sort of offence to others, yeah. where inclusivity and diversity and the sense of belonging in a workplace really does, you know, needs hmm. to be challenged. I think organisations need to make sure that they're recruiting inclusive and diverse people so that they create that you know workplace yeah. environment has the explosion in tattoos changed things uh as someone who works with a lot of recruiters yes and no i mean recruiters actually have a lot of tattoos I, it, i'm grossly generalizing <laughs> at I least amongst my group <laughs> uh yes yeah yeah i've got two i mean but i can hide them so they're like under jeans and, you know, like it, yeah, they're not visible per se. Um, I think that there would probably be it, it, culture, ignoring culture, so ignoring Maori, I think there would probably be an issue with face tattoos in certain organisations if it's customer facing, uh, that sort of a thing. Uh, but I just feel, you know, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, isn't it, is churning up as our complete selves. And I feel in this marketplace, I've never seen in my entire recruitment career such a candidate-driven market that it really is an opportunity for people to go, I won't work for you. Yeah. I will keep looking until I find the company that suits me, that I, I, I am part of yeah. as well. I think that's, and that does come to attire. Do women get prejudiced against for having tattoos? I, mm, I've had a weird experience though of, of getting some really interesting looks for mine, but I wouldn't say discriminated against, not that I'm aware of, probably more so for my multiple earrings. <laughs> so I've got several, but they're all in places where nobody at work would really get to see them. So, um, so that's fine, but they're also I have deliberately stayed in areas where I can cover them or where they would be covered if I wear sort of more businessy sort of clothes. What made you choose that path then? What made you choose to hide them? Like I also made well, actually, no, I've got one on the outside of my ankle, but I can't hide that. It's like what made you make that choice? I'm going to keep them for me, really, almost so they're not seen at work. Um, I started with the tattoos when I was still pretty sure I wanted a career in the business environment and it definitely wasn't open enough and I wasn't ready to completely yeah. trash any future career options. Yeah. Um, some of them are also, they're specific to the place. So I've got one that covers a pretty significant portion of my back and there, I can't really think of any work-related scenario where people would need to see my back without anything. The annual <laughs> Christmas party, maybe, if you chose not to wear a suit. Exactly. Yeah. So that's not, given that I'm not wearing evening gowns yeah. either, that's, that's a non-happening thing, that's really. Fair. So, and I will, I, 
I am planning like everyone who says, oh, I'll just get a small one and then I'll stop. I have like a pipeline of five that I still want to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm really grateful I haven't had one since my 20s. They are very addictive, which is part yeah. of why I haven't had another. But they, I find that with my ear piercings, you see. <laughs> I, I think progressively they will probably stray into territories where people might eventually see them, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in a rush. So I think by the time that happens, um, either some other discrimination <laughs> like age or whatever will, will catch yeah me you'll catch me up <laughs> hopefully things will have softened up a bit actually that that's a really valid point as well and I think it, it can be the, the the ageism in the workforce and I, then again I don't even know is it worse for for women I've ever met I don't know that's I mean, another whole can of worms I think that's <laughs> a whole it? debate in itself isn't it <laughs> Yeah, has Andrew got that on the podcast? <laughs> it needs to be added. <laughs> it's not there already. Oh, quite. It's tough. It's not easy. <laughs> so, what what's the plan when you, are, Abby? Are you in the office now, or are you still working remotely? So i i work um I work one hundred percent remotely right. at the moment. Do you feel I mean, you'd change um, your attire if you had to? Well, obviously the bottom half, perhaps. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, don't ask what I'm wearing right now. On my, on my bottom time, bottom of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, actually, we've, I've got a few events to go to this week and it's just come out of the blue. And uh, it was quite funny yesterday. I was literally running around going, what am I going to wear? Is it a black tie do? And I was going through this whole ordeal of, I don't want to wear a dress. I haven't even got a dress. What am I going to do, you know, yeah. uh, to my partner? And I just, I'm, do you know what? I'm just going to go dressed uh, wearing smart, um, what I consider to be smart. And, you know, if if they don't let me in, they don't let me in. But, um, I, you know, I'm just going to go with what I think is super smart and isn't going to offend anyone. Is it a black tie but, sort of adventure? Is it a... I think so. Yeah, oh, it's quite. Yeah, totally I'm, get I'm just sparkly gonna... trousers if you really want to, or even just shiny yeah, fabric. exactly. <laughs> so I'll just dig something out along those lines and work. But you know, I think it does raise a few questions that I've been working from home, and then suddenly I'm going to London and starting to go to a few events mm. and stuff, and I'm now starting to dig out clothes out of my wardrobe <laughs> and putting it on and going, oh, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit tight. Yeah, I told you, um, belts, <laughs> belts. <laughs> yeah, I could have exactly. told you that at the beginning, couldn't I? <laughs> it's my one rule from working from home is I've always got a belt on with my jeans. So yeah. I go, oh, whoa, <laughs> stop eating that. I'm a bit out of practice, but um, yeah. yeah. I, I, have, I have a tux on my wish list now that oh. I'm definitely no longer doing dresses. Yeah, I love it. I want to get a really nice tux that that fits properly so that's on my mid midterm wish list and then that'll that'll have to catch all the fancier events oh do you know what that's what i need leo that's exactly what i need yeah so okay yeah. so a nice wise, yeah so will it be, you'll go have one tailored that you is for you i would love to have a tailored tux yeah love for that. me definitely yeah, and you need to, because because obviously the men's like depending on how you build, it does need sort of you know some stuff at the front and other places. Um, so so it will need a little bit of tailoring, but yeah. there are also specific tailors that cater to female bodies who like wearing tuxes. So oh, I love that. Totally love that. Great question here. Do you have any advice for women starting work now about the attitudes they might face? 
yes, there's an internet. You can leave. <laughs> That's yes, not really great like, advice, yeah. is it? But it is. You don't have to stay in a toxic toilet. And I've stayed in many for far too long. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, I, I was... <laughs> The first thing that came into my mind was entirely not portable under the rules we're under. But <laughs> were you going to say something that was worse than crap? <laughs> yes, and I think it's really like don't don't take it personal. Don't mm. let for tack a wish list onto you that no longer makes sense. Mm. I would echo there are plenty of places that are more open and yeah. it's also an indicator for a general culture. And you know, mm. you know how a place could be really open and really amazing and still have a medieval dress code policy, but yeah. I doubt that a little bit. So I think it's also a good indicator if that's the bit you're uncomfortable with. And if, if you have conversations about it and they get really weird, then that's a good indicator because if that's a weird conversation and you haven't even started yet that's not going to get better yeah. so i think that's a good diagnostic like by all means kick the tires and see what happens yeah how that conversation goes will tell you a lot yeah just do your research in the company ask ask for a tour around the office because even that could be a virtual tour see what people are wearing as well um but i also agree with that whole like you don't have to go into the corporate patriarchy you must wear there's so many SMEs that are doing amazing stuff, which could really set you up for a really interesting career as well. So yeah, look beyond, yeah. look beyond. Abby, what do you think? Well, I think I, I mean, I think you, 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 Lior and you've actually absolutely nailed it with your advice there. I don't think I can build, especially from you, Katrina. You know, you're in the recruitment field, and you've mm. just gave some, you know, awesome advice there. But I think, you know, the biggest thing for me is find an organisation where you really can mm. be, you know, yourself and thrive in it, and you don't have to change too much of your personality or any of your personality, and that means, you know, the way you dress and stuff to be able to be happy. So mm. I think it's exactly what you both say. You yeah. know feel like you can kick the tires as Leo says feel that you can you know you you don't have to be there the jobs market is is great now you know yeah. so much opportunity to go actually I don't need to be in this environment so I've gone through those environments and I'm now in an I'm very fortunate that I'm in a company where I can help build and create the environment that I want you know that I want to be a part of and I want other people to thrive and be part of yeah. so you know, I think cool. uh, exactly as you 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 said you yeah. know um, and Actually, the yeah. thing while you're saying that is also don't be afraid to leave in those first two, three, four months. Yeah, there's a lot of people like, oh, you're going to look like you're jumping. Well, you can just be really honest and say, hey, it wasn't for me. It wasn't a fit. We didn't match each other. That's why it's a probation period, a trial period. And you can move on. It can be really scary to change jobs at that time. But, you know, that's when you suddenly find behind the doors and what exactly. it's really like yeah. as well. Yeah. So Amazing. So in, in, uh, if we can wrap this up with what, what's your hope for the future work when it comes to attire, just attire, workwear, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> what are your thoughts? That people don't make it harder for each other. There's no need for us to give our colleagues, our future interns, our suppliers, our whoever else we're working with such a hard time about something that's just meant to keep us warm, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I think it's for people to, you know, accept and embrace each other and 
you know embrace different perspectives and yeah and create that nice environment where people are all different and you know they they look different they dress different and you know help people bring about their true true selves and yeah. you know I think that's really important to create a happy you know society not just workplace but society totally. in general. yeah totally and then if you find that you are one of those people who's picking on someone because of their attire or what they look like or whatever take a little hard look in the mirror and exactly. really check in yeah where where are you being unkind like that to yourself where don't you like yourself because when you genuinely like yourself you just won't you'll create that society and that workplace and that acceptance so you know it starts with self as well yeah so. absolutely <gasps> that was fun that was really good fun i get the feeling we, awesome. could have, we could talk for longer about this i think Quite we should complicated do it again. Topic. <laughs> yeah we could just go from one thing this time like work makeup or work <laughs> we could be off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but hey, thank you so much. Well, thank and you Abby. so much. It's nice to meet you, Katrina, so and you too, lovely Abby. to see you again, Leo. Um, oh, Leo, and it, yeah, we need to. It's been too long. <laughs> I know. Bye, guys. See you soon. Bye. 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 I said we were back, and we're back, and with a bang. This was so much fun to record. It really, really was. After we'd stopped the recording, the guests carried on talking and they mentioned about doing something else. So we've done a follow-up, but you're going to have to wait a few weeks to hear exactly what that is. Our most sincere thanks to Leo, Katrina and Abby for the conversation and discussion. As I've said many, many times before, being allowed to eavesdrop into conversations like this is fascinating and such fun. I also appreciate how privileged I am to be able to have the opportunity. You'll find Leo's, Katrina's and Abby's contact details in the podcast notes, along with some interesting links to some of the things they were talking about. We are still recording, so please look on the website for topics we're hoping to do, or tell us what you want to record. Similarly, if you fancy recording, but maybe you're a bit nervous, just let us know we can definitely do something to work around you. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again soon.